Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Magic Bean Podcast. My name is Cracker, and I will be your host today, and I'm joined by a couple of beans for a very special you know, special episode today. So we have Chewy on the line. How are you doing, Chewy? I'm very well. How are you? Good. Thank you, mate. And we also have Stu. How's things, Stu? Uh, really good, mate. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm very well. We're going to talk about one of our favorite things to do in Magic today. Crackling uh, weeks. No. No? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, uh, and, and I hope you've enjoyed episode 60 of the Magic Bands <laughs> podcast. And cut. Uh, <laughs> These are our Twitter <laughs> handles. Oh. So, we, it's it's close to that, Chewy. We're, we're going to talk about Cube. <gasps> that and is my favourite thing. It is your favourite thing. So, this is this is going to be kind of um, one of our evergreen casts where we talk about things that are, are not metagame specific. We're right at the start of 2021 at the moment on the waiting on the Caldime set release. So, a bit of a lull in terms of standard and those kind of formats so we thought what a better time while the vintage holiday cube is still on magic online to have a chat about what is cube and how do you play it and why we love it but before we get into that Stu, do you want to tell us about our illustrious sponsors absolutely and those sponsors are josh and pat's mtg bazaar they are a facebook auction site they run nightly auctions on magic cards with premium auctions on weekends I think it's fair to say all Magic cards are premium, right? Absolutely. Yes, yes. Awesome. They'd- also a great place to get cards for your cube. Wow. Yeah. Great segue. Perfect. Um, yeah, they've got heaps of good stuff. There's bargains to be had for everyone. In fact, I've actually got a stockpile that I need to get shipped out. Maybe they'll go into a cube. No, they're, they're going into Commander decks. But uh, yeah, just search for Josh and Pat's on Facebook and be sure to let them know that the beans sent you. Fantastic. Awesome. All right, so Chewy, you sent a message out to us today saying, hey, are we going to talk about Cube tonight? And we were all on board, so... I sent a message months ago. That's how that's far in advance we plan these episodes, right? That's that, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was earlier today, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we're just off the back of an awesome run of Cube, and you want to tell us what is Cube for those who have no idea what on earth we're talking about? Uh, cube is... Probably the most fun you can have playing Magic. I'll start with that. Uh, it's for me personally that that is definitely uh, it is the pinnacle of, of playing Magic for me. Uh, but a cube is a custom built, custom designed draft format or sealed format, limited format we'll call it. So where somebody or a group of people decide what goes into that. So normally, you know, our limited formats are dictated by you know what cards are in a particular set. Or, or block in the older days. What a cube does is lets you play from, you know, alpha to whatever the current set is or whatever restriction that you want to put on that. So uh, some really good examples of that are uh, on Magic Online over, you know, obvi- obviously over the holiday cube, oh, sorry, the holiday period, they have the holiday cube where you can, you know, draft lotuses and soul rings and, and things. And they, they do that uh, over the, the Christmas period as well as, you know, lulls between sets coming out. Uh, but we also had an arena cube. Arena only has cards back to a certain date uh, available on there. So, you know, that, that they are the cards that are available. Essentially, it's basically a historic cube. cube yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Shorty has a pauper cube. So it's made entirely of commons right so there's uh, and my cubes like legacy-ish power level so uh you can make it whatever you want i played a cube uh at my lgs at next level uh sorry games portal uh where somebody went through gatherer people still use that 
not Scryfall. Some people actually use Gatherer. And pulled out all of the cards that were the worst community-rated cards and built a cube out of that. It was like all of the bad cards. And it was hilarious and super fun because everyone had super bad cards. So cube, you can do whatever you want with it. And that's what makes it amazing. Uh, and you... You can, you can customize it. You can play your favorite archetypes. You can, it, uh, you build the, the decks that you love and, um, that, and your friends love and, and, and you can draft those and you get together and you, you all have a good time. Uh, you know, there is nothing more exciting than opening your first cube pack, particularly if there's somebody at the table that's not drafted before, not draft, not cubed before when you just got this handful of, you know, rares and mythics and cards they've never seen before and, and such. So almost is everything just, is a pack one, pick one. Yeah, in the in the it, when they're in standard, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's a uh, when when Cracker and I drafted the other night on stream in pack two, the fifteenth pick was Omnath, four color Omnath went last, wow. right? So. When you're playing a vintage cube, that is an indication of the power level. And but you know, pauper cube or uncommon cube or tribal cube or whatever you want to do, it's completely up to you. So it's complete freedom of creativity. And just every time you play, it's different because you know the packs are different, the people you're drafting with are different, the decks are different, and it's just pure joy. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. And so maybe we should just talk quickly about kind of how a cube operates. It is an eight-person draft pod and mm-hmm. functions exactly as a normal draft would. So you have packs of uh, like 15 cards. You have three of them, three packs in front of you, and it's literally like a normal draft. So you take one, you pass it to your left, and then, you know, you switch to the right and back to the left again. So it functions as a normal draft. The term cube comes from the fact that it is a cubed number right it is normally what 360 or 540 cards i think are the two main options right so that's where the cube term comes from as far as that goes uh and you can buy very sweet actual cube boxes the literal cube 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 in yeah Uh, i've got one that's great the the cubes um it's not quite a cube because you've got five colors in magic and then other things but generally what you'll find is that all of the colors are balanced so you'll have even numbers of like red white and blue and black and green cards right all the major colors and then you'll have like multicolor cards and artifacts and all that kind of stuff so it's literally a draft experience but as they were saying you don't have stacked packs like you do in a normal draft set so there's not a rare with a chance of a foil three uncommons and a bunch of commons right it's literally like you can open a pack that has six planeswalkers, mana vault, <laughs> and a signet in it, or something like that, right? Like the the draft experience wildly varies because you literally just take all the cards at the end of the draft and, and shuffle them all up. So that's why we love it. So when you're drafting, what are you trying to do? How does that work? I like to just find. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. the most difficult question in magic. It's like the I think. Open, actually, so Stu. Yeah. Right. You you've drafted what half a dozen times? Your cube, yeah, I think so. Yeah. What 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 do you do? I'll let you answer that question. Honestly, first. when we sit down, I'm I'm just a a ball of excitement, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I wasn't at the start. It was really nerve wracking, and I was like, I'm not sure that I can play this format. I'm too green. I'm no good. You know, talk myself down. But I'm at the point now where I just sit down and I go, look, whatever. 
the card will reveal itself. That pick one, I will open the pack and it will reveal itself. Absolutely. So if you're unsure, if you're where Stu was, maybe go back and listen to our card evaluation. So I kind of, so I'm, I go into it with that first pack with no, you know, I don't have a plan. It's not like, look, if this, if this is in there, I'm going this path. If that's going that way, I'm, I'm on this path. It's just open the pack what's the best card there that I can build around? Or what card do I know the best? You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, yeah, what's familiar? Because there'll yeah. be a lot of cards that you've just, well, maybe after half a dozen drafts, you're familiar with the cards in my cube. Because but- it's interesting. Like on, We just did a cube draft on the weekend and we had Ball, who's a member of our Discord and a friend of the podcast. He hadn't cubed before. And his strategy at the beginning was, all right, I've only really played standard and maybe a little of a historic on Magic Arena. I'm just going to pick cards that I know. And I think it worked That's, pretty well for him. Oh, he beat me. He did well. So. Solid, solid game plan. Yeah, he absolutely. He went 2-1. Yeah, and, and to give you an idea of, uh, of you know, we've talked about the the cards that you see in, in the packs and you're like, there's there's... Planeswalkers, there's Mana Vaults, and, and not in my queue, but there's, uh, you know, this vast array of, of cards from Magic's history. What that leads to is some really cool game states and unique interactions. Yeah. So, uh, Q-Ball and I were battling away, and I've got my Grixis pile of cards that wasn't a very good deck, but, uh, and, and, you know, he lands a turn two Bitter Blossom and starts to kill me with it, and has like five Bitter Blossom tokens, and then drops. Elish Norn. And all his one ones become three threes, and I die very, very quickly because I also like lost half of the creatures on my board as well, right? So uh Elish Norn plus Bitter Blossom. That's a thing you can do in Cube. Okay. Like- what I want to know is where is Q playing this in arena? Because I am clearly missing out right now. Right. So he started out with that plan <laughs> no, in mind. I know, I know. <laughs> 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 Please give me Elish Norn in Arena. That would be amazing. Oh, would that would be, be very cool. Uh, but that's just a, like there are so many things where, uh, you know, you just you don't see these interactions anywhere else. Uh, for example, Persist cards, so something like Kitchen Finks or Woodfall Primus. Or Glenelandra uh, Archmage. Or Glenelandra Archmage. Ask with, Shorty about that one. Yeah, yep. With Recurring Nightmare, right? Yes. So you're just getting ridiculous amounts of value uh and you know you're recurring those guys getting multiple triggers multiple effects and uh you know it's 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 really really fun you know you get you just get to do cool stuff so i love it so i think one of the key differences about cube for me is you know we've talked about the power level it's you are literally trying to build a constructed deck within the constraints of the cards in front of you. So normally when I you, you do it like a normal standard draft, you're trying to draft a synergy or a color pair or or something like that where you you know you just take the best cards in the first couple of colors that you can find and then you you're kind of in those colors and you go with it. Yeah. Whereas with 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 cube, there are very clear decks that you can be in that have got um hyper synergistic pieces is the only way i can think to to describe it so the one that obviously i would be pegged for is reanimator right Mm -hmm. i love that strategy and so you have cards like entomb 
and exhume and buried alive and unburial rites. And I apologize for the people who are new to magic and don't know what any of these old cards are, but that's why we love Cube, because we get to play these old cards. Yeah. I, I had what most crackers, of those in my what, deck on the weekend. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and anyway. What Cracker's describing is putting giant things in the graveyard uh, early in the game and then pulling them out again and get cheating on mana and having a giant thing like a grizzle Cor- brand, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. But, so what, I, what I'm saying is that I'm looking for, like, pack one, pick one, let's say I, I draft an Entomb, which has happened probably more than once. I then start looking for the pieces that I know I need to build that deck. So that is things like Grizzlebrand and Iona. And like, I look for a few big reanimation targets and then I look for like Thoughtseize to interact with my opponent and discard spells and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm not looking to draft Murderous Rider or um, like Bitter Blossom in that deck, right? Like those are high, super powerful black cards that are in the cube. But they don't my really deck has, I have no interest in them whatsoever. Yeah. I'll those take a cards, Remand or something like yeah, that. Right? Those so cards you, may what, make up the like 20 to 23rd card, right? Exactly. So what I'm trying to do is I am building a deck knowing what I I can see it looking like at the end. Now, look, I mean, it's draft. It doesn't always come together. Like recently we were cubing at Chris's place, at Polywaffle's place, and Chewie and I both had, we were on opposite sides of the table, but both had the same idea of the deck we wanted to draft, which is like a blue-red mana ramp deck with lots of artifacts, and then a couple of, like, destroy all your land effects. So, like, Burning of Xinye and uh, Wildfire, right? Which is a super, super specific deck type, and... I mean, Chewie and I both got half the deck because the other person was taking it. And so, like, sometimes that can happen. And, you know, like, you can just end up with a pile of cards. But the thing is, the cards are so powerful in Cube that in you need to make sure that you are on a plan. And if you draft and look, I mean, I have no love for Selesnia as a color pair. It does nothing <laughs> for me, right, if anyone knows that. But, like, if I draft a... Knight of the Reliquary, Kitchen Finks, Middle of the Road, like green-white average creature beatdown deck, I just will... I will be sad. <laughs> like, I will just... <laughs> I, I, I will expect to lose every game because you're just not on the same power level as someone who's playing Splinter Twin or Turn 3 Natural Order into Progenitus or, like, Channel Emrakul or something like that. There's just these things that you can do that you need to know... Look. Cube is about not building the best draft deck you can. It's like building the best constructed deck yeah. you can. There are, just like there are, you know, uh, hate bears and things like that in other formats, those those decks are viable. They're just not as fun as doing the big broken thing. So you can play uh, neither the Reliquary with, you know, Armageddon and Ravages of War and beat those, you know, uh, big uh, control or reanimator decks. You can... Uh, you know, you, you've got Thalias and Swords to Plowshares and, and your Geddens, and, and that's absolutely a viable strategy. And for some people, that's what they want to do, and that's the beauty of Cube. Any any aspect of magic that appeals to you, you can do it in Cube. If, if you want to cheat big creatures into play with, like, Sneak Attack or Reanimate, you can do that. If you want to infinite combo people out, you've got Splinter Twin. If you want to counter everybody's spells, you've got all the counter spells, right? Like whatever it is that appeals to you, whether it's fun for other people or not, uh, if it's if it's if it's there for you, uh, yeah, if it's fun for you, it's in cube. So 
Yeah. And look, I mean, Shorty has huge success all of the time because we're all trying to do these nonsense things and he just drafts an absolute insane mono red deck because no one bothers taking all of the cheap mono red creatures and he gets all like goblin guides and lightning bolts and all those sort of things and just gets us dead before we have a chance to set up. So there are ways of, of doing those. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's <laughs> But look, it's it's boring for me, but it's fun for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. Exactly. And it's a it's a deck building challenge, right? As well. Yeah. So you you know, sometimes you have to take that murderous rider because you have to kill the tall brand, right? That is true. So one of the things that I think is really worth talking about, if you're new to drafting cube, there are a few other things that you, you really need to pay attention to. Because all the spells are powerful, the most important thing in your deck is your mana. Absolutely. And like, not even remotely close. Like, pack one, pick one, not the most recent cube we did, but the one before, were, for me, was a Demir Signet because it kept me open and it gave me choices. And so Chewie and I were comparing how many lands we had in our deck. And I think he drafted seven or eight and I had like six. And these are like fetch lands and triomes and shock lands. And you can have like original jewels and stuff because... If you can play, if you can't play your cards, you will lose. <laughs> you will lose faster. So if you have good mana and you can cast everything, then you, the the raw power of the individual cards will get you across the line. Even though it feels like you go, oh, I'm, you know, wasting a pick. Actually, you're not. You're making the proper grown up pick there. Yeah, and that is hard. It's hard to take the you know misty rainforest over the big splashy expensive card that you know is going to win you the game, but. Uh, if you can't cast it, <laughs> then yeah. It, yeah, it, exactly. Inferno Tyrant's great, but if you can never hit double red and six mana, then yeah. like it just rots in your hand for six turns. It's Is it good? Exactly. No. It's just a dead card. You're all better off with a, a Signet, right? So exactly. yeah, it's a, uh, I've learned a lot about drafting by drafting cube. Uh, uh, about, yeah, likewise. Yeah, you, ad- you identify archetypes early, uh, so if you are playing a, a standard set, like that's a that is a skill that you can carry forward from cube into into normal drafting, where it's like in cube everybody else's cards are really powerful, so your deck has to be powerful enough to compete with that. So you have to ask yourself a question like, is this card good in the context of cube? I know this is a really good card because I played it in my standard deck and it was busted or it got banned in standard. It's Omnath, right? But that that goes last pick in uh, in Holiday Cube, so because it costs four specific different colors of mana and can be really difficult to cast, and then you know uh, all of those reasons. But just because it's something is familiar and that you know is abjectly powerful doesn't necessarily make it the first pick. And there's a reason why you know Jewel Lands, Legacy Jewel Lands, OG Jewels are so expensive. It's because if you want to cast your spells in older formats, they're the best option, right? And, you know, whales buy them up and make them unavailable for everybody else, but that's another topic. But Those yeah. pesky whales. Exactly. So, so Stu, you alluded to just before, you know, when you were talking about Cube, where you were uh, a bit uh, intimidated, I, yes. I guess is a word we could use, at, at first. So at, at six drafts in, like, just share with us, some of your experiences over the journey of those six. Right. So it's a, uh, six it's a very small sample size. And normally when I do a draft, I count my success as 
my deck, if I, if I win a game, my deck was successful. Do you know what I mean? Like super basic, just win a game, not a match, a game. And in each of, I think in each of my drafts or cube drafts, I've managed to do that. So it's always been like, yes, it works. Whatever happens after that doesn't matter. Uh, I think the the most recent experience is probably the most exciting and it's also recent. So on, on New Year's when we did, we did a cube draft with Chewy's Cube and Cracker spoke about draft, you know, wanting to always draft or trying to draft Reanimator and it actually fell into my lap on the weekend. I've, I've never drafted Reanimator before. I tend to be pretty cautious in what I pick and I try and avoid overly complex things just because if I miss a piece, I'm not sure how I'm going to recover. But I just went all in. I just went for it. And Animate Dead, p- Passed Across, Exhume, Grizzlebrand, all these cards. And the matter of land, well, I pulled um, a couple of fetch lands. I think a Polluted Delta and a Marsh Flats and a couple of Shock Lands and a Orzov Signet. So I had th- I just had this amazing mana base as well. Like It just felt like everything had come together. And sure enough, not only did it come together, I managed to, you know, we did our seed-ins and we or our pairings, and we played our three matches, and I went 3-0. and Nice. So that's your first 3-0 and in a draft? That is my first 3-0 and in a draft. Now, well, I've done yeah. a number of um, holiday cubes and stuff on Arena, and I, and I think the best I've ever done is like a 7-1, which I think was with you, Cracker, on, on stream. Yeah, we did the that sick mono red We We um, went the shorty, draft. The shorty route. We, and- we did. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, it was just really uh, interesting uh, to note, sorry, that no, um, go for it. the value on mana fixing out of a draft, I'd never, like I'd normally get a couple here and there when it's like, oh, there's absolutely nothing else in this pack. But there were times where I'm like, that's in the pack and I need that, but I really need to sort out my mana base. Uh, so what I, here's my observation of what happened. Um, yeah. First of all, like you've been playing more limited and you're getting better at it and, and yep. that's awesome. Um, but what you've done is you've, you're six drafts in, you've learned a lot about the format, right? Yep. And you had stepped out a, a bit where you, you know, you said you were really cautious. What you've done is you identified that there was a powerful archetype that was open. No one else was drafting it. And and you went all in. And there's a risk versus reward thing there because someone else might realize, the person sitting next to you might realize that it's a... Uh, uh, it's open and just cut you, <laughs> but uh, they didn't, and you got rewarded by drafting what was there, and you know you you got a deck that uh, that rewarded you for it. So it well just, done. It was crazy, like because I, I I drafted an Emrakul as well, right? Forgetting the old when it hits the library, shuffle your uh, when it hits the graveyard, you shuffle your graveyard into your library. Completely forgot that. I'm like, oh, that is a dead card. But in my last game against Shorty, which was to get the 3-0, I had drawn most of my deck. I had three cards left in my library. And I had seven cards in hand. It was my turn. I had an Emrakul in hand. I drew my I drew drew a card, had like two or three cards left, and then passed the turn. So I had to discard. Discarded Emrakul, put my li- my graveyard straight back into my library. Shorty was furious. <laughs> and I found that very enjoyable. Oh, big brain moment. That's so yeah, good. Yeah, it was like, ah. Oh, this card has done nothing for me this entire cube, and then for for the yeah the last match, it it basically won me the game. 
So I think we've learned a lesson here that reanimator is the best strategy. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. But yeah, it's it's one of those things like you talk about going all in on a strategy and it's when you have cards like Intomb, right? It's a black mana for an instant, put any card from your gra- from your library into the gra- into your graveyard, right? Super, super powerful effect. And it's when you take those cards, passing things like like Ashen Rider, for example, is one of the cards that I always want to see in a reanimated deck. But if they're in the same pack, I'm not taking the Ashen Rider first. I'm taking the Entomb first because yeah. you need your enablers. But later on, same thing. If I had the choice of like a Polluted Delta versus an Iona, right? Also, super powerful card that you always want. You can lock a mono green deck out of being able to cast any of their spells, for example. It's making those picks and knowing that no one else wants Iona but the reanimator deck because yeah. it costs nine mana, right? Nine, eight, I forget. Yeah, it's nine. a lot. It's three whites. Yeah. Six and triple white. Yeah. So it's it's knowing that like you can let things go. And I think that's one of the real tricks of Cube is knowing like what, not only what is the best thing for me to take, but what can I expect to wheel out of a pack? Yeah. And that's, that's obviously super hard, but- yeah, I got a couple when, wrong. When, when you get those, of course, of course. Like, you can't always, you know, like, you can't look at a card that's just generically powerful and expect it will come back. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, pick pick a Planeswalker, like, I don't know, Jason Mind Sculptor or something like that, right? Like, you can't pass that and expect that, like, none of the other blue drafters are going to pick that because everyone's going to be happy to see it. So, there are reasonable things that you can expect to wheel. And that, I think, is, like, that's one of my big level up moments recently is understanding like what I need to prioritize now and what I can reasonably expect to get back and what I'm happy to see and what I'm hoping to see. And when like Chewie and I cubed on Magic Online this week and we were like a couple picks in and I said out of this pack, I think there'll be like, and I listed off three or four cards and they all came back. Like I, I said, I think these cards will wheel because all the other ones are powerful in other strategies. And like, it's nice to know, like, I didn't want any of those cards. None of them were good for our deck, but we were trying to establish like what comes back. And, and that's when you start going, I, I have an idea of like, you know, what other pieces are going to get taken and stuff. That's, that's where I'm at. And that's a lot of fun for me at the moment. Yeah. And that, that is the thing that, well, one of the things that Stu found intimidating, right? That's like, what do I take? Yeah, for yeah, sure. You know, for sure. So. Um, so for me, so Stu's done half a dozen drafts, Cracker, you've done a couple of dozen. I've done hundreds of drafts, of, of cube drafts with, uh, so Andy, uh, uh, well-known, uh, magic player and store owner, uh, around Melbourne had a cube way back and we used to have barber cubes where, yeah, we'd, we'd have, we'd have eight or 16 people around at somebody's house, uh, torch a whole bunch of sausages and just like draft cube till, till late at night. Uh, I even when I've been on a hiatus from magic, if there's been a, 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 a cube on moto, I, I'm playing it. And then, yeah, then my own cube, uh, shorty's cube, you know, any, any chance I can get to, to cube, I'm, I'm down. It's, it's, as I said, right at the, the top of the show, it's my, uh, it's my favorite way to interact with the game. Uh, so I, I absolutely understand everything that you guys are saying. That's even after all of those draws. And all of that, I'm still not an expert on, on cube. Every time I cube, I learn something. And these are my own cards a lot of the time, right? And I'm, I'm like, oh, that, that works really well with that thing. And that's part of the, the, the thing that makes cube so amazing is 
you know, Magic's such a complicated game and the cards are also unique that, and you're, even though you might draft, you know, similar archetypes, you might draft Reanimator one in three or four drafts that you, you do, there's still going to be something there where it's like, does this work the way I think it works? Or, you know, or, or your opponent does something and you're like, nice synergy. I really like that. And then, you know, new cards being added to the cube also uh, to, you know, bring that as well. So uh, it's it's such a unique experience that uh, I often am finding myself uh, looking for those interactions. So, you know, when we did like the player types uh, evergreen some time ago, you know, uh, I didn't identify really as that sort of, um, uh, I'm trying to think of which player type that was. The Timmy or Johnny or no, the, Spike? No, I'm always Spiky. Don't worry about that. But the um, the Melvin, I think it is, uh, right. where, you know, I, I'm really looking at that, those those interactions, those little edges and, and, yes. and little cute synergies. Uh, I find myself a lot more aware of that in cube and that's where i'm at after so many drafts it's like okay i, I know i can draft this archetype and this strategy and i, I know it's, go, it's going to be like it, it's a powerful thing to do and my cards are good because it's cube and you know if i play well i will do well but i'm also looking for you know that uh kitchen finks uh recurring nightmare thing where it's like hey that's a that's a cool little thing to do or the you know static abilities on planeswalkers and all this stuff adds so much to it and when i'm considering adding cards to my cube that is uh that is more of a consideration than it was right back when i started building the cube you know i was just jamming a bunch of powerful cards together now i'm it's it's a bit more refined and uh you know, and it's because it's my cube. I've got agency over that. I, I, I it, they're my cards, so my restrictions are cards that I own, or can win from Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, uh, and and cards that I want to play with. And you know, anyone can build a cube and and enjoy that same uh, that same experience. But uh, I found myself when I'm evaluating whether or not a card is good enough to make my cube uh, that has become more of a factor than, than previously. And it's so much fun. It's really good. Mm, for sure. So I guess the the thing that I would say is don't be scared of cube. Like it, like we're talking about it and we're talking about all these cards and, you know, you've got to draft synergistic decks and like all this stuff. I mean, like that's like should be your goal. Like that's what you want to reach ultimately. But at the same time, like you can just take the colors that match and, you know, like do your thing and then see what your opponents do. or watch videos, streams, you know, lots and lots of people playing Magic Online love Cube when it comes out because it's a break and it's different and, you know, it's just a lot of people's way that they like to engage. So, like, watch people draft and see what the viable things are. And if you sit down to play Cube with someone, right, if you sat down with Chewie and said, hey, what are the major archetypes I'm looking out for? Chewie would be able to go, oh, look, there's a sick mono green deck. There's always a really good ramp deck. There's a sneak attacker deck. There's, you know, like big mana deck with artifacts. There's a splinter twin deck, you know, like he would be able to list off all these different things. They all sound like so much fun. They, <laughs> they really do. And he'll be like, look, there's a really good mono white beatdown deck. There's a sick mono red deck. You know, there's an is it spells deck. And you can just kind of go, okay, 
if you understand what some of those things need or are, then you can see those pieces coming through and you go, oh, there's a card called Splinter Twin. I think that I need to get like Pestamide or Deceiver Exarch or like some of the other pieces that go with that, right? So you can understand. And like people who play Cube, in case you hadn't noticed, we're kind of nuts about it. It's so good. <laughs> and so And so like Chewie would like just sit you down with the Cube and say like, here, let's just like look at all the cards and, and tell you what they are. There's also... A bunch of different websites where you can like play cubes you can test draft them chewie's got his up on one and i've done it a few times and it's just a really good way to kind of without the pressure of people and necessarily having to play the games you can get a feel for how like drafts can come together and what cards you're going to see and that sort of stuff so like birding people is awesome as well like if you get a chance to sit down and maybe like watch a draft or even like on the weekends there was um a young kid at our drafts and he was like I've never played this before. I don't know what most of these cards are. And I went, oh, cool. Here's the deck I've drafted. Play it. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, that doesn't matter because we'll do it together. And like, he had a great time. He had heaps of fun playing this deck and kind of understanding and starting to learn. So like, it's not as scary as it seems. It's like Commander, right? Which seems terrifying to start with. But all the people that cube just do it because they love it yeah. and they want you to love it too. So everyone will help you. Well, that's actually a really good point. If you're a Commander player and you've never cubed, Imagine getting all of your commander decks and mashing them all together and then drafting them, right? That's that's what cube is. Uh, so, you know, limited commander almost, right? Not like Commander Legends, but, you know, the, the cards. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's so much fun. Like the drafting portion is so enjoyable because... Well, how often uh, do we get to the end of it and go, all right, are we drafted again? <laughs> Let's yeah, it, yeah, let's yeah. Slave them up. Let's go again. Every, every time we just want to like lay out our deck. Go. Oh, this is sweet. All right, shuffle. Yeah, up. it's like uh, cracker wins. Okay, shuffle up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another good resource uh, that is really worth it if you're looking at uh, you know dipping your toe into the land of cube is uh, Louis Scott Vargas did a uh, a series on on cube and uh, I'm not sure exactly how many articles they are, but you know. LSV knows a thing or two about magic and, and about limited and, and about cube. So probably someone whose advice you should at least consider. And his articles are pretty good. Um, they were written a little while ago, but most of the the lessons that he's trying to teach us out of those absolutely still apply today. So look those up. I think they're on Channel Fireball. And yep. um, yeah, they will... Um, they're a really good introduction to Cube. Yeah, they're kind of the core tenants, right? Like the foundations of of how to play and how to draft and like and how to build a Cube as well if you're looking at doing that without necessarily going into, you need to add a Brazen Burrow into this deck and you need to, it's not like a card by card, here's what you should do. It's like, here are the things you should be looking for and how to support them and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so actually, we have referenced your Cube a bunch of times. Yeah, it's and- my favorite thing and building it so how did you go about that whole process uh accidentally at first um so i uh, and i've said a number of times in the cast i was like way too into magic you know even more than we are now uh well the competitive scene in magic after i had a little bit of success and i you know i enjoyed what that tasted like and i wanted a little more uh, uh and then that's kind of led to um uh, I was, it was an addiction, I guess. Um, so I needed a hiatus from Magic. So I sold all of my sort of standard cards and stuff, but I love 
Seven Point Highlander, Australian Seven Point Highlander. It is my favourite constructed format, and it's it's awesome. And I think we need to do a cast just on Highlander. But uh, I wanted to, and some of my most expensive cards were Highlander cards, like you know Volcanic Island, right? So I wanted to still be able to play that to have that option. So I sold all my cards, but I kept uh, a Highlander playset of, of things. So I had one of all of my things, and then they turned into like commander decks and, and things along different um, different timelines. But I, it was kind of like a, a realization that it took me an embarrassingly long time to actually come to where I was watching a, a YouTube video of somebody um, drafting cube. And it was like, oh, I've got a lot of these cards. Oh, actually, if I look at all of my collection, I've kind of got like the basis of a, of a cube. So I went, oh, I'll, I'll build a cube. So it kind of just happened a little bit organically. I didn't go, it wasn't like a hard decision to go, I'm going to build a cube and just start making one. It was a, um, you know, something that happened over the, the course of my magic journey. And I didn't really know where to start. I had these cards and I loved drafting cube on magic online. I'd loved the cube drafts that I'd done historically. And I loved watching cube draft content so i went okay well my favorite cube is powered cube let's do that and i invited seven people over to my house and we started drafting and people didn't know what to do it was people had never cube drafted before they didn't know what moxes were or how to draft a storm deck or 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 anything like that so uh everybody had fun because we're all together playing magic so that's always good but it wasn't, you know, what I'd built it up to be in my mind. And I, I went, you know, what went wrong? And I went, I have built a cube that wasn't suitable for the people that I was playing with. So I I went away and I went, okay, let's let's remove the Moxes and, and the, the Lotus and the, the Storm archetype and all of that. And I uh, have gone through a number of iterations over the last sort of four or five years where I've got the cube now to a point where I, I, I really like it. And uh, the the playgroup, my regular, the beans and, and, and those uh, around the beans, the barnacles, uh, <laughs> uh, also enjoy it because it's, uh, you know, they've, they've almost come on that journey with me. So they, they're, they're invested in the cube. They've given some feedback and, and suggestions and, and in some cases even like, donated cards to the cube which is incredible but it's um for me the the cube uh is a a vehicle for our little local community where everybody's super excited about doing it everybody wants to do it and and it's really fun so therefore it needs to cater for for everyone and what i've found out of that is it's actually way more enjoyable to, to play cards that are there, you know, it's like, I'm going to add this card because I know Cracker's going to like that. Or, you know, I'll be perusing Josh and Pat's and it's like, well, I've got an Animate Dead. I own one, but this foil one's going pretty cheap. I'll grab that. And then it's like, hey, Cracker, I've got a foil, got a foil Animate Dead for Cube. And, you know, you're excited by that, right? It's like, what's what's better than um, reanimating foil Gristlebrand? Reanimating foil Grissom Man with my foil animated. So <laughs> it's uh, 
So the, I, I love that. Absolutely love that. So for me, it was a different process to, to a lot of people. Like I know Shorty went, oh, Pauper Cube. Let me find a Pauper Cube list. And he went onto a website and it was like, here are the most common cards. And he took like the, uh, the, av- the average cube, uh, Pauper Cube based on all of the cubes submitted on that, on that website. It spat out a list in, uh, in an Excel doc for him. And he built it, right? He, you know, jumped onto a uh, a single re- singles reseller, not not a singles website. That's that's a different thing. Uh, but uh, he and, and he built that cube, and you know, it, so he's done it very differently to to the way I have. But his cube's still great. It's still really fun. So you do the, you know, you can build a cube however you want, and I and I love that. So it's. Uh, and it's one of those things like, you know, in the case of the, the commons cube, uh, restrictions breed creativity, right? So where mine, I, I'm less restricted and I, you know, I can just put in the cards that I, I want and, and cards that I know that my playgroup want. Uh, whereas, uh, so there's, you know, a lot of freedom, but yeah, the, the pauper cube or uh, an, an uncommons cube or anything like that. Yeah, so one of the things we've been talking about is the fact that, like, these cubes are all, like, um, legacy or, or pauper or whatever, and you can draft, like, all the different colours, but there are actually people who have put together, like, mono green cubes, literally nothing but green cards, or, like, Grixis cubes, because that would be the best thing ever, um, because, I mean, who really needs green and white cards? <clears throat> Just saying. So there's there's lots of different options about how you, you go about building it, and one of the things I love about Chewie's cube is now that we've we've drafted it a bunch, he'll he'll ask for feedback and we'll be like, oh hey look, there were three Simic drafters at the table. There's clearly too much Simic stuff going on. Like, can we depower that a little bit? And is there something else that we can buff? And so like you get this kind of really dynamic breathing sort of thing. It kind of takes on its own life once you've had the chance to do it a bunch, which is like I think that's one of my favorite parts is like not only is it a different draft experience every time, but like there's just a couple of different tweaks and you, you can kind of see different things. So it's it's really fun. Always been refined. Yeah. And, and there's no perfect state, right? No, like exactly. it is just perpetual because like, I mean, hey, there, guess what? There are more than four sets of magic cards released that can go into cube every year because you can do silver border cube. You can put commander cards in there. You can do literally anything you want. It's yours. And so Chewie was talking about having powered cube before. I mean- Chewie doesn't actually own Moxes and Lotuses as much as he'd like to. Mm. So, like, you can proxy cards as long as you're not trying to, like, you know, trick people or sell them or anything like that. It's fine. Like, yeah, you can absolutely add playtest cards to your cube. Absolutely. Of course. Uh, um, so, Chris, yeah. about that power cube, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I think, is there anything else that you guys want to say about Cube? I mean, we could obviously talk about like it's the best. our favorite decks and things that we've we've done with it, but hopefully this has given people a pretty good idea of like why we get so excited about the format and some of the things you can do and maybe some of the ways you can approach it. Yeah, and uh, the best thing to do is just do it, right? Um, there's heaps of content up on like Twitch and YouTube. Uh, we try to do at least one stream every time there's a... Uh, every time it's cube season and you know there's there's a lot of drafters out there as you said cracker that just love it and and do it so watch a bunch and then absolutely jump on and, and have a go at it because it, it is really really enjoyable and if you do enjoy it then absolutely have a look at building your own cube there is so many ways that you can do it and uh it's 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 actually not that hard 
to 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 get a, a cube together, and you know it doesn't have to be all you know OG dual lands and such. It can be just the cards that you got, and it's still going to be super fun. Yeah, absolutely. So also the historic cube on arena is really fun and is a really good entry point because it's cards that if you've played arena at all for the last well any time you'll you'll have seen a lot of the cards that are on there because it's a lot of standard legal stuff so that's a really good way to kind of dip your toe in uh into that whole thing rather than necessarily jumping feet first into magic online if that's your only other choice exactly exactly and it's worth saying as well because i know if shorty was here he'd mention it uh they're phantom events when you play online just like when you play my cube i expect the cards back at the end of it uh oh sorry the, yeah 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 so <laughs> i better get that, about that brain ja- back to you <laughs> yeah about that jason mind sculptor yeah uh so the the online ones are phantom events you don't get to keep the cards but once you've done it once or twice you know you're paying for the experience and it's well well worth it so, absolutely but don't go in thinking that you can draft all the dual lands and you get to keep them at the end so it's an important asterisk <laughs> no, just draft all the draft all the dual lands and you'll you'll win the draft because you took all the good mana <laughs> all right uh so i think that's probably going to wrap us up for this episode just a quick reminder if you would like to support us at all the best way to do that is through directly uh we have a merch store um we'll have the link to that in the show notes if you would like to come and chat to us about Cube, we can do that through our Discord. We have a limited channel. Uh, you can just come and jump in there and have a chat with us. Uh, we are, as mentioned a number of times, sponsored by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Great place to pick up Cube staples and all those kind of fun things. Otherwise, you can check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We are the Magic Beans cast everywhere. Just search that and you'll find us. Uh, if you would like to engage with me directly on Twitter, you can do so. I am at Joel Hill underscore Chewy. You are at Chewy MTG and Stu at M Stewie. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you all very soon.